0: Hello, football fans! Fans of the beautiful game. Welcome to episode twelve of the DKB Footy Show. I am your host, David Ballat. Um, so sorry, in the past episodes, I haven't said my name. My name is David Ballat. At the end of the episode, if anyone is interested, I'll give you my social media handles. Though I, there's nothing exciting going on there, but I mean, if you're into that kind of shit, because I mean, I see a lot of other podcasts owners users also like give off their social media so i might as well just do the same who knows well anyways normalcy is back football is back the international break is over that dreaded international break jesus even the uefa nations league just didn't do anything to make it more interesting it was just so boring man like international breaks just need to need to be gone especially after our world cup summer but i'm not going to dwell on that I'm going to just talk a little bit about the UEFA Nations League, though. Just talk about, do a rundown of all the results. And also just maybe say a word or two about the uh, matches that were of note. So, yeah, on match day one, we had Germany versus France. It was interesting to see how Germany was going to bounce back from that debacle during the World Cup. That huge disappointment getting us in the group stage. And it was also interesting to see how France would um, play after winning the World Cup. If there was going to be a football, a World Cup hangover, or if they were just going to push on from strength to strength and really set their foot down as the best team in the world. Germany's, um, both teams actually put out good lineups. It was surprising, though, that Sine didn't start. He got called up surprisingly as well, even though he was. Um, snubbed for the World Cup after having such a great season with Man City and then this season when he didn't play at all for Man City Yogi decided to call him up and he was in the line he was not in the starting lineup he was on the bench and only came on for like seven minutes and um, but yeah he didn't really play a role and the match was a drab affair nil-nil very boring nothing really exciting to talk about there um The next match, Czech Republic versus Ukraine. Ukraine beat Czech Republic away from home 2-1. Wales beat Ireland four goals to one. Bale with another stunner. He is just... He seems like he's a house on fire this season. He has so much to prove this season. I am such a huge fan of Bale. I think given a full season without injuries, he's still among the top five best players in the world. And... Yeah, he's just going from strength to strength. He always plays well for Wales, always carries the team on his back. And it was nice for them to get that win. 4-1 against Ireland. Slovenia 1, Bulgaria 2. Norway 2, Cyprus 0. Kazakhstan 0, Georgia 2. Armenia 2, Liechtenstein 1. Latvia 0, Andorra 0. Gibraltar 0, Macedonia 2. Italy 1, Poland 1. It was uh, Roberto Mancini's first match in charge. and uh, He... Called up Balotelli and a few others, and um yeah, Italy still shows that they have a lot of work to do. There's still a shadow of them of the their previous selves, and yeah, at home they drew one one with Poland, Turkey one, Russia two, Albania one, Israel nil, Lithuania nil, Serbia one, Romania nil, Montenegro nil, Azerbaijan nil, Kosovo nil, the Faroe Islands three, Malta one. Switzerland six, Iceland nil. That's a good win for Switzerland. England one, Spain two. So the um after the surprise world cup that England had, the surprise run that they had all the way to the semifinals, it was gonna be interesting to see how they would actually play against a um proven world-class elite side. And um they didn't really do a lot to proved their detractors wrong who said that they only went so far in the world cup because they had an easy run of games here they were brought back down to earth they lost 2-1 to to spain at wembley they didn't really play particularly badly they did create a lot of chances De Gea made some good saves from marcus rashford um but yes spain stake their claim it seems like they're coming back on the first match on the loose enrique as well so it was nice for them to get that off to a winning start and shout out to luke shaw man like this guy can just not get a break he cannot just get a good run of games going on i don't know who cursed him man. honestly like i'm african and if this was an african player, we would have thought that maybe his ancestors cursed him <laughs> or like someone from his like village cursed him or something because this guy's injuries have just been crazy he has just never ever been able to play like a good solid 10 <laughs> games in a row but it's good to hear that it's not that bad i think he's only going to miss the match against Watford in the Premier League this weekend i don't think he should be out for too long but yeah i wish him a speedy recovery he's really been playing well it was a nice assist also for the Rashford goal um yeah so northern ireland one bosnia herzegovina two finland one hungary nil estonia nil greece one belarus five san marino nil luxembourg four moldova nil and um in match day two we had france two netherlands one nice win for france after that extravagant um celebration for their first home match of this um since winning the World Cup. They had a lot of fun. It it seemed so much like the team was really enjoying the camaraderie. They were still in that World Cup winning feeling after such um yeah, they were they really celebrated pretty hard, man. The whole fans, the whole crowd, the stadium was just happy. Um Kante, though, just looked like he did not want to be there. He looked like he, could, he wanted to be anywhere else except there at that moment when they were singing um, the N'Golo Kante song. But it just goes to show how much they love him. And it's nice to see that he just does not like to be in the spotlight, especially so these days when it's all about social media, narcissism. It's nice to see a footballer who just gets on with his game he's just a professional i'm a huge fan of his and yeah they won the match two goals to one mbappe scored as well and that guy he's a house on fire man this season he's really going to stake his claim as one of the top players in the world i've been saying this and i continue to say it so they beat the netherlands 2-1 ukraine 1 slovakia nil denmark 2 wales nil bulgaria 1 norway nil cyprus 2 slovenia 1 georgia 1 latvia nil Macedonia 2, Armenia 0, Liechtenstein 2, Gibraltar 0, Portugal 1, Italy 0, piling on more pressure on Italy, um, their woes continue, nice win for Portugal without Ronaldo, um, good win for them, a lot of young stars uh, on the pitch and the match could have actually ended a lot more than 1-0, Italy were lucky with that scoreline. Sweden 2. Turkey 3. That was a huge comeback for Turkey. They were losing up until like the 85th minute or something like that. And then they came back and won the game 3 goals to 2. Nice for them. Scotland 2. Albania 0. Serbia 2. Romania 2. Montenegro 2. Lithuania 0. Andorra 1. Kazakhstan 1. Malta 1. Azerbaijan 1. Kosovo 2. Faroe Islands 0. Iceland 0. Belgium 3. Um Hazard and Lukaku are just on fire, man. Hazard, I think, he scored in every single match he has started in this season. Which is nice. I think if he actually um I I have been one of his um critics in the past, not because I don't think he's a fucking excellent player, I think he's a really good player. But I think that he could actually score and assist a lot more than he does. He's a very good finisher. He just that uh, I just feel like sometimes he lacks that like killer instinct that the likes of kane Ronaldo Messi Neymar possess, so yeah, but it seems like under a really attacking coach for once he has uh, he has two attacking coaches for both club and country, and it seems like he's really benefiting from that so I'm really interested in seeing how many goals Hazard can score in a full season, and yeah they beat. Iceland 3 goes to nil. Spain 6, Croatia nil. There was a lot of talk about this match after the match went down. Spain absolutely dominated Croatia. They bossed it and a lot of people were saying that that if Spain had hired Enrique earlier or they didn't have that whole um, drama concerning Lopetegui before the World Cup started, people are saying that this is evidence that they would have gone a lot farther than they did. Or well, I really don't know. But I mean, the World Cup is over, and I think during the World Cup they deserve to have been knocked out. But that's not to say that they don't possess a lot of quality. Everybody knows Spain's quality from top to bottom. The only problem that they lack is their width. They don't really have good wingers. But they didn't have any issues in this match. They dominated Croatia, the World Cup finalists. It seems like it's Croatia that has actually had the World Cup hangover. Um <clears throat> a lot of there was a funny lineup as well though to some extent playing Kovacic on the wing like when has he ever played there so yeah they were well and truly beaten 6-0 but I don't think they should worry too much about that because everybody knows they punched above their weights in the World Cup and um, they really have nothing else to prove anymore so yeah Spain 6 Croatia nil Enrique seems to be the right man to take these guys over to the next level to take this new generation of players and see if they can actually fill the boots of their predecessors so let's see in the future bosnia herzegovina one austria nil finland one estonia nil hungary two greece one moldova nil belarus nil san marino nil luxembourg three So that was it for the UEFA Nations League. The next um, group stage match will be during the next international break in October. So, yeah, I think that's it about that. Let's get back to the league games. The league is finally back, man. Like, I'm so excited. I don't know how excited you guys are, but this is like, I don't know. International breaks always just make me realize how much I love club football. It's crazy. Well yeah, so obviously there's only one place to start and that is with the Premier League and what an opening match they have for us. It's going to be Spurs against Liverpool. It seems like the Premier League, they do this intentionally. After every international break, they always return with a big fixture involving two top 16s and it's always the opening, um, it's always the early kickoff on Saturday. So shout out to the Premier League, man. Never stop doing that. This is why you are the biggest league in the world. And yeah, Spurs versus Liverpool, this promises to be a really exciting match. Both teams have something to prove. Liverpool, let's see if they're really going to stake their claim as the um. title contenders for this season, the team that can beat Manchester City. Um. Usually they do well in these top six um matches, even though last season, I think, yeah, Spurs beat them in this fixture 4-1 last season. But... This season it's a whole new Liverpool. Um they've won every match so far even though they haven't been so convincing and that exciting to watch. But still this is the kind of match where we were, are really going to find out if they are here to win the league or if they're just pretenders. Spurs as well let's see how they bounce back from that loss against Watford. They beat um United 3-0 3 weeks ago and that was everybody's was like oh this might be a new page. Spurs might have turned a new page in their book where the players, this group of players who have been together for a while now have finally gelled and matured as well, most importantly, and looked like they were going to mount a serious title challenge this season. But then they lost against Watford, which was disappointing. So let's see how they bounce back against that. They're at home. It's going to be at Wembley. Seems like they're stuck at Wembley for some reason. They have just not been able to get their new stadium ready yet. Um, I don't know how much longer they're going to keep playing at Wembley, but I don't think it does them any favors because, um, they just are not the same home team when they're playing at Wembley, but still they should be up for this match. They don't need any motivation. It's Liverpool coming to town. Um, Hugo Lloris and Dele Ali are both out of the match though. They're both injured. Lloris has had a very tumultuous past two weeks, um, yeah, with that drunk driving incident. And um, also Harry Kane, he seems to be seriously out of form. I know he scored two goals in August last month. But, man, he just doesn't look the same. His All of his major stats have dropped off. He doesn't take as many shots on goal. He's just not as involved in the team build-up as, as he should be. I think he needed a rest. And it was good that he got a rest um, when England in England's last match. But um, they still, he still seems to just be off. I don't know what's up with him. But let's see. It's a Kane, He's a world-class player. Arguably the best striker in the world. So he should be up for this one as well. But it's going to be exciting to watch this match. I really can't wait for it. Um, yeah, so next match. Yeah, we've got Watford versus Manchester United. This is also a very interesting match. Watford with the 100% record. Um, going up against United, who had that impressive win against Burnley uh, two weeks ago. But prior to that, we're really playing shit this season. And let's see. Let's see. If Watford wins this match, it's going to be very exciting for them. Like, all bets are going to be off. The inevitable comparisons to Leicester are going to keep on rolling, keep on increasing. Uh. Well, And yeah, it's going to be a tough match, honestly. I don't know if United is going to win this match as a fan. I hope they do. But honestly, it could go either way. It wouldn't surprise me if they lost or won. Manchester City versus Fulham. This should be a very exciting match as well. I mean, obviously, I think Manchester City is going to win the match. They can easily win by more than two goals. But Fulham has a lot of attacking flair going forward. Um, Jean-Michel Seri has just been... So good. I don't know how Fulham were able to sign this guy when just last season, he was being linked to Barcelona. So that was a huge coup for Fulham. Um, They've got him. He got the goal of the month last month. And I think he should be up for this match as well. And Scherler. Scherler looks like another coup for them. He's been playing well. I think he's got like two goals already. And they can definitely pose a threat to Manchester City's defense. But that being said, their firepower is nothing in comparison to Manchester City's. So, honestly, I can see this match ending 4-2, 5-2, something like that. Both teams scoring goals. It's also going to be interesting to see if Leroy Sane starts. Um, He has had an interesting start to the season quite dramatically. He has been dropped. He was not even in the squad last week and... There was rumors that it was because of his um, discipline problems. Though Pep Guardiola has avoided any of those speculations, he has said that no, it was purely professional. And some are also saying that it's because um, Mendy is now back in the team. So Sane isn't really needed as much to provide with on the left-hand side as he was last season. So though some people are saying that for tactical reasons, he might not get as much playing time. Because Maris is also obviously here, and Sterling is just a house on fire. But still, if he's not even on the lineup again next week, sorry, tomorrow, um, over the weekend, or he's not even a starter, I think a lot of um, heads are going to be rolling. There's going to be a lot more attention. And honestly, personally, in my opinion, I think there are issues between him and Pep. Um, it's just not normal after the exciting season he had. He was, I mean, he he won the Young Player of the Year. Last season, and then f- to go from there and not even start one match after four matches have been played, something's going on man he also had a he just had a child I think it was his first kid he missed the um second Germany match over the international break for the birth of his kid. so congratulations to him and um yeah, I'm sure he'll be hoping to get a start maybe Pep will feel will feel sorry and um give him a start let's see it's against Fulham so i guess it's not so big a risk to do that next match we've got Chelsea versus Cardiff um yeah Cardiff just doesn't look like they're really up for the task this season i think they're going to go down from the evidence that we've seen um Chelsea still has a 100% record though they haven't actually been that great i have been saying this that in my opinion that defense is really shaky and can be got at, um but yeah, they play Cardiff. I don't think it's Cardiff that's going to really be the one to open up that defense and give them the first um loss or draw, so I think it should be a convincing win for them. I've got Hazard as my captain in f p l so hopefully he scores a brace from me or something. He seems like he's really gonna enjoy this season. Let's see how that goes. Newcastle versus Arsenal this is also a very interesting one to watch um. Benitez has not had an easy start to the season. They've already played Chelsea and Manchester City and Spurs all in the first four matches, and they're going to play Arsenal now. So, I mean, they're playing... um, So, they would have played four of of last season's top six. But I think they have a really good shot in this match. If the evidence from the past few matches that they played against Chelsea and... Manchester City is anything to go by they're definitely going to pose Arsenal a lot of threats Arsenal's defense is still leaky still shaky Newcastle can definitely get at them and Benitez is just a tactical genius so even though they've got limited resources I still think they should be able to pose a threat also I think um let's see if Shelby is going to be back for this match um yeah let's see how that goes other fixtures in the Premier League is Everton-West Ham. Um, West Ham could continue to, Everton could continue to pile on to the misery of West Ham, who have lost all of their matches. Um, yeah, that's going to be interesting to watch. Early, a lot of early pressure for Pellegrini. Let's see if he can handle it. Especially after the signings that they made over the summer. It's really been disappointing for them. We've got Wolves versus Burnley. Wolves are just so exciting to watch this season. Let's see if they can um, kick on from the good start that they've had. We've got Southampton versus Brighton. Really, not much to say about this match. It seems like it's going to be a really dull affair. We've got Huddersfield versus Crystal Palace. I see Crystal Palace getting the away win in this one, and then Bournemouth versus Leicester. This should be a fun match for the neutrals as well. Open attacking play. Let's see how that goes. And yeah, so on to La Liga. Um, before I talk about the fixtures for La Liga, an interesting development that just came up over the past week is that Barcelona and Girona have both, um, have both requested to play the Girona home game that they have this season to move it to the US and play the first La Liga game in the States. It seems like they've gotten onto the program I think um, La Liga has been able to convince them of the benefits to both teams. I mean, Barcelona doesn't have to be convinced. or We obviously know what they're going to gain from playing a match in the States. But the real concern was going to be for the smaller teams who were the ones who are going to be sacrificing their home match to go to the States and play in country, in a country where they don't really have a home base, have a fan base. So... Yeah, their match is going to be on the 26th of January at at Miami in the Hard Rock Stadium. And it hasn't been approved yet, but it seems likely that it's going to be approved. And let's see how that goes. It's going to be interesting to watch. I personally am not a huge fan of this deal to be playing one match a season in the US because I'm a traditionalist, honestly. I I think um, they should respect the tradition of European football and keep it in Europe, keep it in the home country. And also, the only bene- beneficiaries, in my opinion, are still going to be Barcelona, Real Madrid, and possibly Atletico Madrid. I don't see how any other club can benefit from this. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes, uh, How it goes, though. And also, I feel like if it's a success, that means they're, also, they're only going to increase the number of matches that they play abroad. And I don't know if that's really a good thing. Personally, I don't know. But we'll see how it goes. I'm always open to having my mind changed. So I'm not so close-minded about this. But yeah, this weekend though, Barcelona is going away at the Anoeta. They're going to play against Real Sociedad. We all know how much they've struggled in this stadium in the past. I think they've only won... Yeah, the win that they had last season was the first win that they ever had at that new stadium, at the Anoeta. So let's see if they are able to win again this time or if real sociedad has a few tricks up their up their sleeve nevertheless it's going to be a very entertaining match i believe and yeah so i'm excited for that one and go madrid versus Aiba. um let's see if alasco madrid can bounce back from the 2-0 loss against Vigo last um match they were touted as being potential contenders for the league this season, especially because Real Madrid is undergoing a change. And after losing Ronaldo and Zidane and Barcelona, have also just not been the same team that they were um, three, four, five years ago. But Atletico Madrid have not really been that good. They've been quite disappointing. It seems like they've been signing a lot of like... Flair attacking players who are not really the same as the players that they had in the past who were just rugged, defensively minded. But at the same time, it seems like they're still trying to play that same style, which these guys are just not suited to. Also, their defense has just been leaky. Godin is not having a good season at all. I don't know if it's old age or it's just a shaky patch that he's going to overcome. But we'll see how... If they do overcome it, I mean, I think they've still got a shot. But honestly, you can't really drop too many points in La Liga, man. Not this early in the season. Next match, we've got Athletic Bilbao at home against Real Madrid. This is going to be Real Madrid's first major test this season. Lopetegui is going to have a a pretty tough, tough fixture against Athletic. They always play well at home. They're very tough to beat. Very good players. Let's see if Bale and Benzema can continue to show the form that they have been showing in the first few matches. Um, I don't know how this is going to go. I honestly see Athletic like, getting a draw. But at the same time, it's Real Madrid. They can always win it. They seem to be playing more as a team unit now since Ronaldo's left. So it's going to be interesting to watch this one though. And Syria, we've got Juventus versus Sassuolo. Juventus are at home. Ronaldo is still waiting for his first goal of the season. Um, I hope he gets it in this match as a huge fan of his. It's going to be fun to see how the crowd reacts to Ronaldo getting his first goal. But that being said, I don't think it's still a huge concern for them. I mean, they're still obviously going to win the league with or without Ronaldo. But yeah he just needs to get that monkey off of his back he's in a new club he just needs to get the ball rolling and but yeah there's really no need to panic juventus should be able to win this match easily napoli versus fiorentina that should be an interesting match let's see how napoli can bounce back from the three nil loss that they had last um in the previous match i believe against um who was it against? Was it against Fiorentine? Um sorry. I guess Sassuolo. I can't remember. But yeah, they didn't have a good match last week, and yeah, this was against Sampdoria. Sorry. Let's see if they can bounce back from the loss against Sampdoria. And we've got Roma versus Kievo. Let's see how that goes. And Inter versus Palma. Let's see if Inter can build on the win that they had in the previous match day. And in League 1, we've got PSG versus um, Saint-Étienne. Let's see how that goes. Obviously, every match seems to be a dead rubber for PSG. They are obviously going to win the league, and it's all about the Champions League for them this season. So let's see how they're able to um, perform in this match. And another thing, the Champions League is back. Very exciting, guys. I've been waiting for the Champions League. I think this is going to be one of the most exciting um, Champions Leagues that we've had in a long time because there are so many good teams in the tournament this season. So many good groups as well. And um, the first matches... Um, I think you might just say United is going to be playing against... Um, They're playing against young boys in the opening match. They're going to be playing away from home. That's going to be interesting to see. I think United need to definitely win their first two matches. So they're going up against young boys and against Valencia. If they stand a chance of going through in this group, then they couldn't have asked for better for better starts because they've got Valencia at home. So at least if they can get a win there and beat young boys, then they have a good chance of progressing. We've also got Barcelona versus PSV. Barcelona should win that one quite convincingly. Inter Milan versus Spurs. That's going to be a very interesting match. Remember what happened the last time these guys faced each other all those years back when it was the Gareth Bale show. He really announced himself to the world and that was an exciting time. Spurs beat them in the second leg. In the first match, however, Inter Milan won. So let's see if... um, Spurs are going to win this one as well. But it's going to be a tough KG affair, I believe. Then we've got Schalke versus FC Porto. That should be interesting as well. We've got Monaco versus um, Atletico Madrid. That should be an interesting match. I think that promises to be very exciting, actually, because Monaco does... They do do well in the Champions League, usually. So let's see how that goes. And then the big one, we've got Liverpool versus PSG. Ah, that is a very exciting match, guys. I literally cannot wait for that match at all. Um Liverpool are going to be up for this. They're at home. This is these are the kind of games that they really dream of. They really play for. They um got to the final last season. PSG did not. So, PSG also has a lot to prove. If they think that they're going to win the Champions League, then they have to be able to at least draw this match. They can't lose it. This is by far the toughest group as well, with um, Napoli as well in the group. And, yeah, it promises to be really exciting. Other matches, so, yeah, Napoli versus Red Star Belgrade. We've got Galatasaray versus Lokomotive Moscow. We've got Ajax versus AEK. Shakhtar Donetsk versus Hoffenheim, Real Madrid versus Roma. That should be an interesting match. Real Madrid should win it, but it wouldn't be so easy for them, I don't think. We've got Valencia versus Juventus. That should be an interesting match as well. Ronaldo's first Champions League match with Juventus, and he's going to be returning to Spain to play against Valencia. So who knows, if he doesn't get a goal against Sassuolo, I think it'll be a sure thing. I can still put money on him getting a goal against Valencia because we all know Ronaldo loves the Champions League. He also loves playing against Valencia. So yeah, he should definitely get a goal in this one. We've got Benfica versus Bayern. We've got um, Victoria Plzen versus Cisco Moscow. Then we've got, lastly, Manchester City versus Lyon. That should be also an interesting match. Man City has a pretty good group. Um, I think this is the toughest match in the group. And they're playing at home. So they should be able to win this one. And um, yeah, lastly, okay, we've also got Bundesliga. I didn't talk about those fixtures. It's going to be Bayern Munich versus Bayer Leverkusen. It's going to be a Friday... Yeah, sorry, it's a Saturday match. They... Obviously, they, I think they've won all of their matches already this season. So, I'm sure they're going to win this one again. Yeah, they're, they're really up for the Champions League as well. I think that's really where they're going to be tested. Even though they have a new coach, Niko Kovac. And so, they're going to be keen on win, winning the league again. But the Champions League is definitely where they need to stake their claim and really prove themselves. Dortmund versus Eintracht Frankfurt. That should also be fun. Let's see how that goes. So anyways, guys, I think that's all I've got for this for today. Um, yeah, exciting that the Premier League is back. I'm just really so happy that the Premier League is back and not just the Premier League, but obviously the other leagues as well. And the Champions League is back. What a good way to return after that god-awful international break so yeah enjoy the games guys and yeah my social media handles if anybody wants to reach me it's at dballat on instagram d-b-a-l-a-t on instagram on twitter same thing at dballat so yeah um follow me tag me in some sports related posts anything interesting just let me see i'm always interested in seeing news about different leagues and yeah We all love the beautiful game, so hit me up on there. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening this week and hope you enjoy the matches. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.